Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East, hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. There needs to be people. There needs to be people who actually, you know, 
either one-on-one or in classrooms or on the internet, um, let these uh, let these kids know that you know the curriculum is shifted. This is these are the, the things that you need to know to be like Walter Beasley or better, or be like Layla Hathaway or better, or be like Rochelle Farrell or you know uh, uh, whoever 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 be better. And, and that wasn't happening at the, on the at that university, so I left. And so the majority of my teaching now is online, direct to students. Um, and and I have a, a website called WalterBeasleyLessons.com where a lot of the lectures that I, I did at, at the university and the lectures that I've done elsewhere are there as well. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's more important to me than ever. That's why, ironically, well, not ironically, but that's why I left the institution because it's more important. And I feel that I'm better served uh, or I've, it, it, my information is better served in one-to-one uh, kind of communication or, or helping people, you know, in the new paradigm, not the old. You've always been a straight shooter. I mean, you mean what you say, you say what you mean. And I must ask, to have to have such a tenure at a university like that, why do you think or why do you believe they were so afraid of adapting the curriculum and a curriculum and making it what you feel it should be it would benefit the students? Well, the president's agenda is to make money. You know, a lot of college presidents, you know, their agenda is to make a lot of money. So, right. you know, black people, you know, brown people in the city communities or wherever, I mean, we're not going to be those people who pay $70,000 a year for our kids to go to a music school and not know that there's going to be some serious, you know, great, you know, uh, things happen to our kids after they graduate. So Absolutely. you make a decision, you make a decision as a president, well, who am I going to cater to? And, you know, either I'm going to cater to the people in the suburbs or I'm going to do what's right by the people in the communities, and you know that that's not a, that's an either or proposition. So um, in his situation, in his case, he's decided to make the institution, the institution huge, and by doing that, you end up uh, uh, hurting the curriculum as it relates to um, uh, expression musically, and especially as it relates to African American Hispanic youth. And that's why I left because I just knew that that was the wrong approach to. Uh, in, in, in order to make the music better, you have to have different priorities. And my priorities are different than the president of that institution, and that's why I left, because it's all about the money. You know, it's unfortunate. It just seems, just overall, just the college experience when it's dealing with music, sports, and everything above, if it has anything to do with generating money, it seems that the yep. inner-city inner students are pushed to the side but the ones that, as you say, can benefit the most from it are the ones, as you say, that really bring in the money, that generate the money to the university. Yeah, I mean, and at our, at our, you know, at our institution, you know, the, the level of musicians, you know, it, it was going, it might, well, previous institutions, the level of, of musicianship was going way, way down because, you know, the only thing that you needed to have was $70,000 to get in. It didn't matter whether you played music or not. You know, just if you have the seventy grand, oh, we're we gonna find something for you to do. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, no, I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up for this. Plus, it was affecting my brand. You know, okay. it was affecting my brand. I mean, I get out here and people say, "What's up with Berkeley?" I mean, I don't know. I'm out here playing music, you know, in front of thousands of people. I don't know what they're doing. They don't either. You know what? But then I started hearing more and more, and people were more and more dissatisfied with the institution, more and more dissatisfied with the experiences of their children. And I said, "Well, you got to make a decision, man." You know, because um, this, this is starting to affect your brand, and that's when I walked. I just said, nah, it's – and then, you know, you know you'll know, you always have 
people who get the money who are of color. And and I don't want to. I have very very close friends who are there, so I don't want to disparage them. But you know, when you're reduced to having no power and you're kind of like a figurehead, so that other people can see, ah, we've got diversity going here. And you basically, you have no power, and the, and the upper echelon people don't really respect your respect your opinion. You know, you just like the Walking Dead. You know, and at that right. point, I was just like. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see this. These are people that I care about, people that I've known since I was 18 years old, and you know they believe in some stuff that just doesn't exist. So I had to walk. And for my purse, I mean, I've sold over a million records as a full-time professor. So I was out here gunning and getting, you know, and, and researching and studying and living it, and bring, trying to bring that to back to the classroom so that these kids could have a chance. And you know, when you're gonna just say push that to the side and say, you know, well, we're gonna develop other things that bring in more money. I just said, well, you know, God bless you. I got to go. Mm-hmm. The way of the world, unfortunately. Yes. Being, a, yes. <laughs> being a successful recording artist, um, we have both seen things change over the years as far as the amount of record labels that have dwindled to a handful. Can you tell the listeners out there what has it meant for you to number one, being an independent artist, but also having the level right. of control over your ah. music, deciding how you ah. want to put it out and how you want to distribute it to the public. One word, ecstasy. <laughs> 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 you know, um, ecstasy. Um, I, and, I, and I say that, that, that you know, a lot of my a lot of my contemporaries they're complaining. Oh, the record is too old. The record is over. These same people were were complaining about the record company 10, 15 years ago. Oh, the record company. Oh, the record company. Oh, the record I'm like, man, you have a chance now, or lady, you have a chance now to own your own records, dog. Get out here, grind, and make four or five times the money that you made, you know, from these record companies, these little pimp organizations. You were put, Can I say that? Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I just did. So, you know, these organizations that took, that took your that, that took your brand, that took your that developed your brand, that took your money and gave you a little piece of crumbs to exist on from year to year. Now you have the opportunity to change all of that. And you sit, going, you sit complaining about, you know, the industry is going to pot. No, it ain't. It has not. You have the opportunity now to make four to five times the money that you made before and keep your masters and keep your publishing and keep all the social media content and all that kind of stuff. Man, look, it's a new day out here, and the young folks get it, ironically enough. It's the older folks who don't. Because we're used to everybody doing something for us. That's the one thing about music education, too. I got lazy in that, you know, I started letting, you know, once that once that check come in every couple of weeks, you know, ooh, this check is kind of nice. I don't need to do what I need to do. That's the kind of, you know, the laziness that a lot of my, in some of my artist friends have. And, and I'm like, yo, man, you know, if you're uncomfortable with your situation, then change it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. You know, I'm, I've had the pleasure to converse with a lot of great artists like yourself. And um, one of the things that I've found to be true is that they, you run into a situation where they're afraid of change. We get comfortable like Linus is blanket. We become accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle where people are doing things for you. But at the same time, it keeps you boxed in because you're, you're not a free thinker. You're not in control of what you truly want to do and now that you don't have the machine behind you, now you're sitting there lost. What am I supposed to do? For me, I think it's a beautiful thing when you have complete creative control over your music 
and you have the power to get a distribution deal, and you can distribute your music all over the world and get That's all right. the residuals from your music instead of somebody, three to five people sticking their hands in the That's pot. Right. And there's no, there's no slice of pie left. That's <laughs> right. There's no slice of pie left. I'm wondering, when are you going to do some, I know you've been doing some touring here and there, but I mm-hmm. mean as far as going outside the United States, because you know the European market as right. far as England, Switzerland, Germany, Japan, they have a love affair. With jazz, right. they 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 always have. When can we expect see right. see these amounts of the United States traveling and some touring? Well, I just did the um, well. I mean, I don't know if that counts, but I did the uh, Capital Jazz Cruise, and that you know that goes okay. over you know the Caribbean. Um, okay. But because because I was teaching for so long, I concentrated on domestic United States because you know I mean that's that's a long flight. To be honest with you, man. Right. You know, when you're teaching three or four times. <laughs> Three or four times, uh, uh, you know, three or three days, three or four days a week, and then right. you're starting to get older, or whatever. I mean, those, you know, transcontinental flights they're long, and you know, I've been to Switzerland, I've been a couple times, and uh, went somewhere else I forget. But the, you know, that the whole time change they're on a different day by the time you get there, something like that. It's, it was it was kind of crazy. And what I did notice was that <clears throat> as I traveled a lot and teaching at the same time, it was affecting my body in ways that I did not like. Um, okay. So what I, I just I cut back and I just started doing domestic stuff and and doing what I can handle. I wasn't married. I didn't have you know a wife to to cover my nutrition or to take care of other things. So I had to make make decisions that you know were smart decisions in my opinion that related to or that 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 helped me uh, stay healthy to a certain extent um, during the course of that time period. Now it's different now that I'm I've left the institution. I have more time. And um, you know there are more opportunities out there, but I still want to make sure that in, um, that I take care of my health and I don't try to bite off more than I can chew. My philosophy right. is be the be be where you are, be the best of where you are and who you are right now, and the opportunities will come with you. And you can make the decision whether you want to do that or do not do or don't do it. And that's kind of the way I played the game the whole the whole time. So I don't stress. Um, Frankie Beverly once said, uh, you know, I make good music and I let people come to me. And that's kind of the Absolutely. way, you know, I kind of do it. So if I have a great offer in South Africa, a great offer in Europe, man, you know I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> but if I don't, you know, I, you know, I'm stay right here and do do uh, do what I need to make to, to, to survive. Well, you heard it here first, family. If there's a great, not good, not mediocre, but a great offer. A man will come to you. If you build it, we shall come. Lord have mercy. That's thinking, it. Of, <laughs> thinking of building something great. Man, Black Streams, man, I've had an opportunity to listen to, to the entire album. Man, you, you completely blew me away. I may be a little bit jaded, but to me, this is one of some of your best work. Thank you, man. I I, I believe that. Um. You know, black streams, and even I even spelled it incorrectly. Black streams, I put them together, right? Because I think that you know, when you deal with rhythm, harmony, or just rhythm, the rhythm of it, and everything. I, I grew up in a, in a in a black and Hispanic neighborhood, and I remember, you know, the way we we viewed something as being nice was could we bob our head to it, you know, or if we bobbed our head to it, and this just boom, you know, it was something that was visceral that we were able to just go boom. This is what's what's up. So I wanted to make a, a an EP. That just dealt with groove, and I and I didn't want the saxophone to get in the way. That sounds a little weird, but I wanted to make sure the saxophone was part of the groove rather than standing out 
as being, you know, wow, listen to that saxophonist or listen to that saxophone. I want the saxophone to be a part of the groove, be a part of the presentation, so that when the listener turns on black streams, you're just taken away by everything that you hear. One doesn't overpower the other. You're just sitting there like, wow, this, you know, your imagination just goes, and you're in, before you know it, just somewhere else. And that's what I wanted Black Stream to do. And I didn't want to make a whole, you know, it's an EP, and I didn't want to make 12, 13 cuts of the same thing. Right. You know, people end up in, in another universe. So I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to take you on experience, but make it quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what I did. And Brian is being very, very well, very, very well received. You know what I? It, it, I'm, yeah, I must admit I'm still adapting to you know, hey, EPs, albums, CDs. You know, we're both 21, so right. I'm I'm stuck yeah. in the time board. I still look at things as as albums. That's just that's just my yeah. mindset. But my son yeah. is he's he's like dad. They're called CDs. They're called EPs. And I'm like, okay, work with me. <laughs> <laughs> work work yeah. with me. Work with me. They know. But, Man, but. I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much from the from the young presentation too, because you know these cats out here. The whole thing, the whole EP I did, except for one song on on, on, a, on a machine called The Machine, and I, I learned it after quitting Berkeley College of Music because I just felt that you know technology was moving so fast, and I really didn't have time to research the way I really wanted to, and present my art in a way that 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 reflected the changes in 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 the uh, you know. Uh, technology as well. So this is one of the things. I used to do this all the time in the 80s and 90s where I just do the whole thing myself, you know, right. just do it. And that's what I did with this one, except for David Dyson, my little brother's track called Night Cruising. I did the whole thing, you know, uh, myself and had Wayne Jones play guitar, but you know, pretty much that, the rest of it was me. Okay. Well, one of the songs I really became super enamored with was Come On Over. I mean, you really put your oh, foot yeah. in it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know what that was. You know what that was. I was, man, I was in Ohio somewhere, man. I had a little friend. I was like, baby, look. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm out here on the road, and I know you ain't doing nothing. Just come on, come on over, man. Come on over, come on girl. Over. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
you got to do is come on over. <laughs> Walter Beasley, of course, from the new home or new EP, Black Streams, available as we speak. And let me direct you. Make sure you stop by Walter's official website. That's at www.walterbeasley.com. But you can also purchase the CD or the EP. You can purchase it on the social media website. Of course, iTunes, Amazon. And also on cdbaby.com. And for those who are wondering out loud, I've got a few messages. Where can we see Walter? Is he going to be performing? He's going to be performing absolutely. <laughs> on May the 12th in Akron, Ohio, he'll be at the Blue Jazz. as BLU Jazz. It's at 47 East Market Street. That's in Akron, Ohio. The number is 330-252-1190. But to make it more simplistic for you, Stop by the official website. That's at bluejazzacron.com. From this EP and the last project you did, Walter, what makes this specific specific EP a lot more special, a lot more intimate than other one you just did? I think I've learned how to combine combine different aspects of music and say more with less. Um, I learned how to play, you know, I mean, for musicians out there, giant steps and all keys, very, very fast. Um, when I was 22, 23 years old, um, you know, there was, you know, epistrophe, ESP, all that stuff, you know, with the notes fly by at 400 and all that kind of stuff, it, you know, it, it was okay, you know, but I felt at one point that I was missing the, the mark. And for me, it meant that I had to reevaluate my musicianship. Um, and when I did that, something in my spirit just said, slow down. You know, you're playing too many notes. And as I've gotten older, what I've tried to do is make better statements uh, with fewer notes. Not that I can't play fast because I do, you know, okay. You know, I can play fast and I can say things. But I guess it's time out to or the, the, the same, uh, how do I put this? There are certain people that you hear speak that end up just wasting your time because they talk too much. Right. Um, other people who can say there are other things who can other people who can say just the most profound things, you know, by just you know saying ten, saying two to three sentences and your life has changed. That's what I. That's where I'm going now. You know, I'd rather okay. you know say what I have to say than shut up and move on to something else. Okay. But I want to make sure that my <laughs> statements are impactful and powerful, and that's what I do now. Man, because last time I had you on the show, my goodness, was what. 2014, and I mean, we were playing almost paradise like it was going out of style, man. I mean, we were. <laughs> yeah, man, that was, woo, that was, man, the sax too, I was, man, I had fallen yeah. the world in. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, man, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight up. She was Jehovah Witness. I was like, nah, you know, they were like, nah, this dude is not right. <laughs> oh, man, but man, it and then, you know, but I just almost paradise. Uh, what was the other one? Silver lining. You know, I yes. just learned. Uh, I too. I think was my my favorite record to relax by, uh, or to sleep by, or just to you know, it just that was just that was a great, great you know kind of record, and and and, and really reflected deep, deep, deep feelings uh, for me. And that's 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 probably my my, my sweetest one as it relates to that type of you know uh, music. So yeah, right. I remember that. Oh man, it was it was it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. It was beautiful. You know, we're both over twenty one, man, and um, I, 
I'm one of the things that I've always that's kind of piqued my curiosity about you as far as from a personal perspective is that you to me you've never been afraid to challenge yourself musically. And I wanted to ask you why do you think there are artists out there are afraid to challenge themselves, to try something different, to as you would say, expand their horizons. I think many artists are, um, not many, I don't say many, but a lot of people get into music for different reasons. Or people okay. in different. I didn't get in it to be famous. I got in it to be better. And even some of my colleagues now, you know, the young, some of the young ones, I mean, you know, you know, they want to be stars. And I can understand that, and I can empathize with, you know, empathize with that. You know, everybody wants to be acknowledged for being, or from being better than, or being the best they can be. <clears throat> However, when I started playing saxophone, it was simply to express myself, express things that, that I wanted to say, um, and that was it. And I knew that the, 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 if the, the fame came, it would be cool, you know. Um, and, and then I started to, to want that as well. But I think that many artists sink into the trap of trying to be better than others and try to, you know, uh, please certain audiences and, you know, and just keep, keep it going that way because that's what they were taught. If you look at um, the major record companies, and you look at a lot of my contemporaries, they put the same records out every year. The record sounds the same. You can't tell one from the other. You know, you just go out because you enjoy the personality and you buy that record. Hopefully my records are different. We talked about Sax Meditations too, which is much different than Blackstream, which is much Absolutely. different than Walter Beasley Live in the Groove. So what I try to do is challenge myself, and I, to a certain extent challenge my fans to say, look, you're on this journey with me now. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lead you astray, and I'm not gonna give you some stuff that you're gonna hate. But I need you to kind of go with me. I'm gonna open you up a little right. bit. It's not gonna hurt, you know. It's not gonna hurt. Um, but when I come to your town, we're gonna do a little something that may be a little different. Now we're gonna give you what you want. You know me. I'm gonna give you what you want, but you gotta have to, you know, be a little bit flexible with what you hear. And that's all that I ask. Lord have mercy. And remember again, family, the new EP is available. Black Dreams, as we speak. And I wanted to ask you, the Walter Beasley of today, if you could go back mm-hmm. 20 years and talk to that Walter Beasley, what would you say to him? Dang, that's the first there. <laughs> if I could go back and speak to the Walter Beasley 20 years ago? 20 years ago, what would you, what kind of, what would the conversation detail, what would you say to him? Those two women that you dated that you knew you should have married, marry them now. Okay. Oh, mm. not both of them. Just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting, actually. But no, I mean it would have been to to, to marry to marry uh, to marry the woman who who should have been my wife. You know. And, okay. You know, uh, that what I that's what I would have told Walter because, and and don't get me wrong, I, I have a wonderful life and I'm not lonely, lonely, but. I, you know, um, every man I think in this needs that partner, and I had I had her a couple of times, and I just did not value that relationship the way I should. So you know, uh, fast forward, you know I'm enjoying the music, I'm enjoying my life, um, and I to a certain extent enjoy bachelorhood, but I understand that there's more out there. And now because I have a couple of coins, I have a 401k, and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's a little bit different to find somebody now, and I'm all over the internet, you know. So, you know, it's, it's a bit, uh, <laughs> it's a bit different, my man. It's different. Oh, 
Yes, Lord. Man, you know, when you said that, I was reminiscing about this song from uh, The Spinners. Man, how could I let you get away when I knew yeah. I need somebody soon? Lord. Boy, preach. You better preach. You better preach. That's it right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. Speaking, actually, you man, te- are you in Texas? Can I say that? I'm in, Texas, right? I'm in Houston. I'm in Houston. You know, one of the songs I'm blasting, I wrote for somebody who lives in, in Houston uh, called Nicole. Okay. okay. And um, she was experiencing some health challenges, and she was a student of mine, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful early on in my career. And she's a great singer. Actually, she sings with Justin Timberlake and, uh, well, uh, the girl is uh American Idol girl. What's her name? Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, okay. Some- okay. You see, she has some serious health challenges, and I just remember thinking about, you know, how beautiful she was and how beautiful person she was. And I, I saw on the, on the Capitol Jazz Cruise, I think she was, uh, you know, just enjoying a vacation with her parents. And um, I, 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 I saw her, we embraced, and just, you know, she just told me about her story, man. And I just, I was so moved. I wrote Nicole's Journey um, in the boat, actually, when we pulled off. Um, yeah, we pulled off as we were in the sea. So, uh, ocean, not sea. Good gosh. But uh, yeah, that's that's every time I hit Nicole's journey or when I play that, I, I think about her because you know that she just she just she did it all with a smile, and I know she had challenges, but she just she just incredible. I mean, incredible in the sense that you know you just don't meet people who have that kind of will and courage and who are that beautiful. And that's that's uh, that was the song Nicole's journey. You know, it's I remember you telling me a couple of years ago. You said you know it's all about the lives that you touch. Yeah. Through interaction, yeah. through music, and yeah. one of the things I can say that I'm that I'm really happy with, and I was kind of down in the beginning because when all the record stores started disappearing, mom and pop stores started disappearing, and it was nothing for an artist to come to your city and you would have a meet and greet, and you would feel you would have that personal interaction with the artist, and it kind of That's took fine. that away from us. But now that you have the different jazz cruises. It seems that has taken the place of what the That's record stores, it did what the record stores used to have and used to offer. So now mm-hmm. you can sit up here. It's a lot more expensive, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth mm-hmm. it. That's a very good point. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What does it mean to you? You had an opportunity to do this. So how do you, where do you see the difference, and how do you feel it's helped you as far as being able to get out there and interact with the listeners and supporters of your music? I love it. One of the reasons why I don't, one of the reasons why I don't tour every weekend, is because what I like to do is take my time, do the best that I can do in the studio, research, practice, make sure I'm getting better or, or more focused on what I want to do, um, and then you know when I go to a city, it's important for me to stay there, try to stay there for a day or so, meet people, you know, do some, you know, do as much as I can, radio, whatever. Um, maybe do a, a clinic or a master class, shake hands, kiss baby, sit sit there and just sign every autograph <laughs> until everybody goes home, you know. So then the next day, like, especially if I'm driving, I don't have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to catch an airplane to come back to Boston, you know. Right. Um, and that's important to me. I can stay the next day if I'm tired and I can write in a hotel because I carry all my equipment with me. Um, and it's important. And my priority is the, is the listener first. I will know the music, then the listener, and then my, my, my sleep. They're pretty much all, all the same thing. But once I can do that, then, you know, once I started doing that, I started, you know, th- thinking about how, how much happier I was. 
and, and being able to touch the listener and get some sleep. I was done. I was just like, yeah. So it, I don't make as much money on the road as other people do, <clears throat> but I think I have more meaningful experiences. And, that, and the thing is what it's all about. Man, first and foremost, I want to thank you because I know that you get really, really busy. And it's always a mm-hmm. pleasure and honor for me when you're able to take time out of your schedule and join us on the show. We love you. I have nothing but that most respect for you and your music. And, um, man, it's just, just a beautiful experience. I'm sad to see that you had to leave the school. But you know what? They've always said there's always better things ahead. And I think right now you're in a position to do what you're meant to do right now. Yes, it gives sir. you more, it gives you more free things. time. Black Streams is indicative of that. that. It's the perfect EP for where I am in my life. And I'm just, I'm grateful for the experience of being at the institution. I'm also grateful for the, for the blessing of God to know that it was time for me to get my black behind out of there. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so uh, you know uh, it, it's all good, as they say. It's all good. I, you know, uh, I heard this rapper say the other day, God is great, my money is straight. And that's what I like. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again. Much continued success. And again, family, remember on May the 12th, he will be in Akron, Ohio at Blue Jazz. That's at 47 East Market Street. That's in Akron, Ohio. To get your tickets, all you have to do is let your fingers do the walking. Stop by the official website. That's at bluejazzakron.com. Hopefully soon, brother, you will make your way down here to Texas, man, because there are a cornucopia of clubs that would love to have you. Actually, we're going to reach out to, uh, what's that club in Houston? Uh, Blue Martini? Yes, Lord. I think we're going to reach out to, we're going to reach out to them very, very soon and uh, see if we can come on down there. But that, that would be, that would be great, man. We could hook up there and maybe get, you know, get a little bite or something like that. Yes, man. Man, I have my own special corner in there at the Blue Martini. <laughs> There it is, because you know y'all got that barbecue down there. Yes, Lord. <laughs> all right. Ain't nothing but a trip now. <laughs> all right. Make it. We'll make it. Hey, to all the supporters out there, make it happen, man. The blue, hey, the blue martini and also the red cat jazz. Say that again. Cafe. The red what? Red, red cat. Red cat jazz cafe. Oh, okay. Yeah, those okay, are the two. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Much continued success, brother, and thank you so much again. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, my brother, and have a blessed day. All right. God bless the one and only Mr. Walter Beasley here in the zone of LOTL Radio. We're going to take a quick two and two. We got a teddy bear after pay some bills. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but we're going to leave you with another fantastic track from Walter Beasley's new EP, Black Streams, with Night Cruising here in the zone. Of LOTO Radio.
talk to me like that here in the zone of LOTL Radio. I want to send out a very special thank you to my man, Mr. Walter Beasley. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, family, his new EP, Black Streams, is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, but you know, for those who are feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to uh, Amazon.com and be sure to stop by Walter's official website at www.WalterBeasley.com. Oh, by the way, my faux pas, and for those who have yet to have an opportunity yeah, to see and hear this fantastic man play, hey, he's going to be live May 12th. Akron, Ohio, Blue Jazz, B-L-U-J-A-Z-Z. That's on 47, that's May 12th at 47 East Market Street. That's in Akron, Ohio. Be sure to stop by the official website so you can purchase your tickets at bluejazzakron.com. Another day is coming to an end on a very uh, candy-coated Wednesday afternoon. Lord have mercy. And be sure to get all the latest updates, the comings and goings in the zone at www.lotlthecomfortzone.com. Also, you can catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter at LOTO Radio. Also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LOTL, the comfort zone, and last but certainly not least, Lord have mercy, be like GT, bring good things to life. You can catch up with us on Instagram, yeah, <laughs> it's at Instagram.com, forward slash LOTL, the comfort zone for 24-hour nonstop live streaming music, even when the teddy bear, Mr. Rated Extraordinaire, is not on there. We got you. Just stay at the official website. Click on that little pretty link where it says live. We got you. We got an R&B, gospel, jazz. We got it shaken, but never stirred. Mm, it's a beautiful thing. And speaking of a beautiful thing, we're going to close it with a new hit single, of course, from the legendary Alpha Anderson, formerly of the legendary iconic group, Chic, with her new hit single, when Luther sings, and as in all ways, keep it so full when you tuned in to the zone here on LOTO Radio. Lord and mercy.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.